has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You're listening to the Scavenger UK podcast, part of the Galaxy of Toys Network. Welcome to episode four of Scavenger UK, a podcast based primarily on collecting from a UK fan perspective. I'm Adam, your host as always, and this month I have a kind of special edition for you. Uh, I went with the family off to Disneyland Paris, so I thought I'd give you the scoop on how that went. Also, I have a few of the standard segments too, uh, but you may find one or two usuals missing, so apologies for that, but this is just a very quick one, which is done very late in the uh, month, so I do apologise, but let's get on with it. News, 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 news. Well, June is upon us, and with only about four weeks left until Celebration Europe, updates are coming in thick and fast about the podcast which will be operating during the show. Uh, we've also got a lot of the panels on the celebration stages. Um, so we've also got the hosts and a few guests, uh, including two of the big three, and also a a teaser um, to the pin badge madness which is going to be going on all of the weekend. By now we've actually had two of these pre-celebration pins, uh, four of them in fact uh, for each, as well as an exclusive t-shirt. Now you must forgive me um, as I'm a bit of a cheapskate and therefore four pins and a t-shirt uh, they were asking for $45, which I actually thought was just a tad steep. Um, but that is just me. They do look really, really cool. And if you're into those emojis, which are going on on Twitter all the time, then these are basically the emojis in a pin form. So they are actually really cool. Um, I would have liked them, um, would have liked to pick them up even if they were just that little bit cheaper. But as I said, I did wimp out. So um, if you've got them, good on you. If not, well, someone may be willing to part with them. Uh, at the actual show so look out for the various pins which will be released in time for celebration and go nuts swapping them of course so yeah the floor plans are also out there as well which means uh, lots of stalls have also been released uh, as confirmation um, and the app importantly has also gone live now I haven't actually worked out how to use this in junction with my shows which allows you to kind of sync up your time along with the panels and events and things which are going on at celebration but I will keep trying on this if anyone's got any assistance to help me out with that do just let me know and uh, yeah so I can sort that out for myself there's also a confirmation at the show. There will be a preview of the Star Wars Rebels Season 3. Now, that's actually going to happen on the Saturday, so that is very, very exciting. Um, what you may like to do as well is listen to um, one of my, um, well, I say buddies. I've, I've only spoken to them a couple of times uh, over email, but they are really nice guys. Uh, Coffee with Kenobi podcast. Um, they've actually done very recently a really good interview with uh, Freddie Prince Jr., which is uh, Kanan from the Rebel Show. And uh, this, is, this is a really great interview, in fact. So uh, do have a little listen. The guy is a legend and a very big Star Wars fan. So yeah, also check out StarWarsCelebration.com to check out and sign up for the latest news. 
In other news, if comics are your bag, then Han Solo issue one was actually released on the 15th of June, which also looks really, really good. Uh, the princess calls on the old scoundrel once again, and this gets uh, this gets him into trouble, and of course he gets him out of trouble by using the standard amount of wit and luck. I like this guy. Now, here's a question for you all, actually. Um, digital or physical comics? Uh, or do you just wait for the whole volume and binge on the lot of them? So let me know, uh, daswillycall at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter using at scavengeruk and use the hashtag scavengerukpodcast and let's make it a thing. I have created this new Twitter handle of at uh, scavengeruk, so you can add me on Twitter. And this, in fact, is actually going to help me out with reference to the competitions. So some of you may have heard uh, last month that I did run a competition to win a load of cool tops cards and uh, binder. And there was a little bit of a problem there because I gave everyone the details of adding on uh, Facebook and uh, sharing on Facebook as well but it seems that a lot of you um, may maybe don't even have Facebook um, so I should kind of make this a, a bigger thing so what I've decided to do now there was only one share and the guy very kindly uh, contacted me and said look I love the show which was uh, great thanks again you know who you are um, and yeah so he contacted me and said look I've entered and shared I don't like, I'm not really into the tops thing, um, so just pass it around to somebody else if I do kind of hit the randomizer. Um, so we're not going to go down the route of Facebook this time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to postpone the last competition of last month and I'm going to run it again, but we're going to use Twitter this time. So this, this show is going to be posted on Twitter, um, so please, if you can, like and share that link on Twitter, and then you'll be in for the competition. Okay, so uh, it's also easier for me to keep track of who's actually shared and liked as well, so good for me as well. Um, so yeah, that's at Scavenger UK, and again, you can win yourself a Topps binder uh, for all of the cards. There's a big box of 24 packs of the cards, and as I said, if I can, I will also throw in a couple more packs of the cards as well. Now, in other news, it also seems uh, that there are a few games on the way to us as well. So thanks to the USA's uh, EA Play, which happened earlier this month, uh, it sounds like there's going to be two which are third-person shoot-em-ups. Now, this is very good news because, obviously, the Star Wars 1313 was actually cancelled sometime uh, last year, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, now that was cancelled, that was a bit of a blow to the uh, to the fan space of Star Wars. Um, so, what we're going to get now is from the creators of Dead Space uh, is a third-person shoot-em-up. And we'll also get one from the makers of Titanfall as well. So both are pretty epic games, and you can imagine the level of detail and kind of the broadness of the galaxies that they're going to be working with as well that they're going to be going into. So pretty amazing. So keep an eye on those ones. Move along. Move along. And that's it for the news this month. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. So, as promised, here is part two of my interview with Mark Newbold from Jedi News. If you're a Jedi, you had to have a lightsaber. What colour would it be and why? Uh, that's a good one. If I was a Jedi, I would probably pick green mm -hmm. because 
the blue looks so classic. Mace is the only dude with a purple lightsaber, so I wouldn't want to step on his toes. But but the green one just looks so... When Luke ignited that saber in Jedi when he's on the skiff, and nobody knew what colour was coming out, because he hadn't seen it mm. you know, until then, um, because they took out the scene in the cave, obviously. Um, yeah. That was so exciting and and it's crazy as kid now you wouldn't think twice if somebody ignited an orange lightsaber you wouldn't you go oh, an orange lightsaber but as a kid when all your team was blue and red to see yeah. a green lightsaber was like wow what the you know and and mm. i guess that's the same reaction kids would have had because they'd seen green red and blue when mauled ignites a double-ended lightsaber because yeah. a lot of those kids wouldn't have read the old um Tales of the Jedi comics, where I think Kevin J. Anderson had a character with a with a staff lightsaber like that, but mm-hmm. most people wouldn't have seen that. So, you know, Maul does that, and similarly now with Kylo Ren, all the kids coming in now might have seen some Clone Wars or Rebels, and then you see Kylo Ren with that sort of cross guard lightsaber, you know. So little things like that. I'm rambling. Yes, I would say green. Yeah, excellent, <laughs> excellent. And the the staff saber that you were just talking about from the uh, Kevin J. Anderson that was Champions of the Force Gantoris. Is that the one? I think it might well be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was the first trilogy of books that I actually read when I was oh, a kid. Right. So, uh, yeah, none of those books well. They're not actually <laughs> very well thought of, though, for some reason. It's weird. I, I don't know to... what it is. Anderson yeah. seems to... I mean, he was the... He, yeah, he was the very first person I interviewed, Kevin J. Anderson, oh, really? back in 2000. Wow. Um, yeah, I when I was doing Lightsaber, we started doing interviews... June of 2000, and, and he was the, him and Dave Prowse were the first two. But yeah, he, he did so many books. Mm. And, and his wife, Rebecca Moresta, did a lot of the, you know, the, I can't remember if it's Young Jedi or Junior Jedi, I forget which ones it was. But, um, you know, she wrote a lot of stuff as well. And, and of course, yeah. he wrote with, you know, worked on that book with Macquarie, and he did the, the pop up books, and he was really mm. heavily involved. I mean, he's gone on to great things, taking over the Dune storylines with Frank Herbert's son. But that's um, right. Yes. Yeah, it's funny how they, yeah, they're not as well regarded as they they probably deserve to be because mm. like you say when there wasn't live action star wars and no television star wars and and it was a kind of from an entertainment an on-screen entertainment point of view apart from re-releases you know you get the remastered versions now you get the letterbox versions and all that sort of remastered stuff you know those books and comics really kept star wars alive and he was he was very involved yeah yeah i mean it was um it was either that trilogy or um oh, splinter of mind's eye oh, or yeah. um Heir to the Empire, that yeah. was the, the other ones that everyone was reading. Yeah. So, yeah, it was amazing anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, okay, brilliant. Nice one. Um, so, green, excellent. That's good. Um, yeah, myself, uh, white lightsaber, because, uh, I mean, they made that cannon, thank goodness, in Indeed, the Clone yeah. Wars. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank goodness for that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you... Also, obviously, you've done uh, lots of stuff on your own podcasts. Um, you do, obviously, stuff in the Star Wars Insider as well. I mean, how do you find time for all of that stuff? <laughs> um, I think I think it all boils down to having a very understanding wife, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I could do it without without her being kind of cool that I'm, I'm up in the room at the moment, plodding away, doing different things. And obviously, we're talking now. And once we finish, I'll be doing something else. And... You know, so she's very cool in that respect, and I'm always travelling here, there, and everywhere, either, you know, to the states for a show, or, or, or around the UK for a show, or whatever it might be. So I, I, we're lucky in that, it, from a practical point of view, we've not got a big mortgage, so the overheads aren't crazy. So I don't have to kill myself working, you know, 24/7 like some people do, obviously. Yeah. You know, and I haven't had a nine to five for four or five years, thank, thankfully. Oh wow! I've kind of had enough of that. 
um, yeah. for various reasons. So um, the writing, as much as the other bits and bobs I do to pay the bills, uh, you know, they, they complement each other quite nicely. It all works. Everybody understands where we are with things, so it, it does work. But, yeah, you make a good point. Yeah, so I was up this morning at 7 o'clock. It's, what time is it, 20 to 9 now? I'll probably mm. be online till midnight doing stuff. So And it's, yeah, like, yeah. That, it's like that most days, so... Car, amazing, excellent. Um, so Star Wars um, May the Fourth has just uh, come and gone. Um, so what did you get up to? Did you manage to get out to the shops and um, get any like haul of collector's stuff at all? I know. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, really? It's terrible. It's funny because I, I step back a bit. I was I I was part of a team that won a quiz at Park Lane. There was a medicine of a charity Star Wars event. Oh, and, right. and on my table, was James was on my table, and, and Jonathan Wilkins from the inside, and a few other people. And yeah. different tables are different teams. So there was there was Dougie and um, oh, a couple of the guys from McFly, I forget the other guy's name, on one table. And Warwick Davis was on another, and Jerry Bullock's on another. There's people on all these different tables. And, and the last two in the sort of top two teams was Warwick's table and, and our table, and we won. Wow. Which was great. Rubbed his nose in it a little bit. And that was <laughs> fun. So when we went up and got our little. A uh, little prize. It, well, I say little. It was. It was basically. It was. It was about four inches high. It was Darth Vader's helmet on a plinth. Oh really wow! Cool. Edith Bowman and Alex Zane gave us the prizes. So that was really cool. Uh, but it was about three years later at the Force Awakens press screening. Me and Jonathan Wilkins sit down and sitting next to us is Edith and her son. So we all got chatting and and right. which was cool. And I said to Edith, you know, oh, love to have you on the podcast sometime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, get in touch with my agent and we'll sort it out. It took a few months, but. But we got there, so on, on May the 4th, I'm just tootling around sort of early morning, get a, get a start on things, and I get yeah. a phone call from BBC Radio Gloucester, and I go and do a little shot on Radio Gloucester, and then I, I get a te- well a tweet, and she doesn't follow, I follow her, but she doesn't follow me, so I get a, just a general tweet, hi Mark, do you want to come on Virgin Radio Breakfast at 9 o'clock and pick a couple of songs? So, yeah. So yes, the producer phone, yeah, you know, the producer phones, oh, what songs do you want to pick? Oh, uh, ooh, I don't know, Staying Alive and Clones by Ash, because it was in Republic Commander. So, you know, so that was, that was yeah, it was kind of cool. But I didn't go shopping. I just spent the day, I, I, I said to the guy on, on Radio Gloucester, he says, well, what did you do this morning? He says, well, I woke up in my Star Wars pyjamas, got changed and put on a Star Wars T-shirt. But that, I do that every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it was kind of business as usual. But you know, you know, you're a Star Wars fan. So really, when you're in and around it, you know, you're doing a podcast and all the other things you do and social media stuff. Every day is a Star Wars day. It's not, yeah. not many days we don't either tweet something or say something or write something or do something. So, you sure. know. No, this is true. Um, I mean, uh, for for the listeners out there as well. I mean, um, for May the fourth, um, the Disney stores actually had a uh, a couple of Boba Fett um, big things in their store. So they had the uh, prototype Boba Fett in the Elite series. Oh yeah, that's um, gorgeous. So yeah, those came and went really, really quickly. Um, but I did see another box behind the um, behind the uh, tills there. So hopefully, a lot of people managed to get those. I know in the US. Um, a couple of my buddies on the uh, Galaxy of Toys Network have had a few problems getting those, uh, tracking those down. Um, but what else do they have? They had the, um, they had a couple of helmets. Um, it was a Stormtrooper helmet, and it was in the style of Boba Fett. So it had the uh, Bantha skull across it, in, uh, and it was green. So, uh, yeah, sort of in the, in the same style as Boba Fett. Um, and there was also a uh, the Sum Sums, or... Some zums, I don't know how you say them. Oh, um, but they yeah, had, yeah. yeah, they had the, uh, they had an exclusive Boba Fett for for that day apparently. So, uh, yeah, some pretty cool stuff. And uh, Warwick Davis was uh, down in uh, Oxford Street, so he was signing uh, for everyone very kindly 
Um, wasn't asking for anything, literally. You had to line up around the corner and, uh, yeah, just wait your turn to go and say hello and get a nice picture and a photograph with him. So, yeah, pretty, really good stuff. So that that's how kind of I spent my uh, May the 4th. But, um, yeah, fantastic. Um, okay, so, ah, now... I did actually have one other question. Um, the, the U.S. guys were actually hounding me on this, and uh, they they actually <laughs> that, wondered. That, oh, that, I know what the question is going to be. They're going to ask, yeah. "What is the Watford gap?" <laughs> not quite close. <laughs> um, no, no, it's not close at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually. Um, do you have any views on what's actually available in the U.S. compared to what's in the U.K.? That's a good question. Um... Yeah. I think each region has some unique content. Um, I mean, obviously, America has a broader a broader swathe of stuff. And I suppose these days, with, with eBay and, and international shipping and all that sort of stuff, you, you can get most things. Uh, but, but, for example, The Insider. I mean, The Insider is mostly written and, and made here in the UK, mm-hmm. but comes out two weeks earlier in the States, which to me seems crazy, but it's obviously a rights and, and issues and licenses thing. Yeah. And yeah. There's no, no logical reason why America should get it two weeks before the UK. Um, and this, you know, some of the shows come out earlier because obviously you couldn't have them on the same day because we're at least five hours ahead. So you know, sure. you've got the practical sense, the practical things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't grumble because we got the film a day early and you know and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, it's yeah. I suppose there's certain things. It's easier to get you know your sideshow stuff over there, your gentle giant stuff over there. They're all e- okay. just easier to get hold of in the states. Um, and, I don't worry too much. I was, sorry, Mark. I was just going to say, yeah. and all, all of the figures as well. I think is a, is a massive thing at the moment because uh, well, the Walmart there, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of waves as well that go on out there, and I think we must still be getting just like wave two or something. I've seen a couple of pictures online, and uh, they're they're the really like newest ones. Um, they're really really rare here at the moment. Um, so yeah, I mean the guys. Uh, I mean they primarily deal with like 3.75 figures and like the six inch figures and uh i think what they were getting at was uh yeah uh that you guys don't get all of that stuff until like months and months and months later down the line so um so yeah and i wondered how you kind of felt about those it's tricky i feel bad for people who are full-on collectors because it Mm. must be frustrating because for the exact reason we were talking about a few minutes ago, we're all connected daily on social media. So, mm. you know, there's instances, like, for example, and it's not about collecting, but but just generally, you know, we've got a celebration in roughly 70 days' time, mm. and they've announced one guest and two guest hosts. Uh, and we're going to have a cracking time anyway, we'll, but the fans will make sure it's fun. So we're, we're going to have a good crack, we're going to enjoy it, it'll be fun anyway, even if the event doesn't, you know, isn't the best event ever. But... To announce Celebration Orlando before they've announced pretty much any guests for Celebration yeah. London seemed intensely disrespectful to me. I thought, well, I, come on. Yeah, I actually thought the same thing, actually. I thought that was a bit harsh, seeing yeah. as we don't know anything about um, the, the London Celebration still. Yeah. And, yeah, they're already announcing Orlando. I actually thought that that was, a, that was like an error, that they've released the press release early or something like that. But yeah, that I was I got that and I was like, but the other one hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> so, and, and I mean, obviously that will sell out like crazy because you know mm. Orlando in April. Well, it's Easter time, it's Passover. You know, there's a lot of people complaining they've picked a, an awkward time for that. But I think whenever you pick it, it's going to be literally whenever you pick it, it'll, somebody will say, oh, that's our week of whatever. So oh, it's bad for because I've got kids or whatever, whatever. So be that as it may, I did think well. 
give us a little bit of respect. Mm. You know, and also because at the end of tra- celebration, traditionally at the end of the show, pretty most events, the closing ceremony will tell you where the next one's going to be. That's so right. You know, yeah. celebration six was like the next one's in Essen, at the end of Essen, mm. the next one's in London or uh, in um, yeah. uh, Anaheim and so on and so forth. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I specifically remember watching that on YouTube when they announced that live because it was all obviously streamed, wasn't it? That was amazing. Yeah. You were there, weren't you? I was, yeah. You was, yeah. yeah. You lucky thing, you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I literally saw that pop up on the screen and I seriously cried because that was that was like, my God, it's coming back. And yeah. it's been like, what was it, 10 years? Nine years, Nine 2007, years? yeah. Yeah, crazy. That was, I mean, that that was, was an amazing weekend. Oh wow, wowie wow, yeah, and it's uh, it's hopefully going to be even better now. I know like more and more people, um, and obviously you didn't have the social media back then either, so uh-huh. that's going to all go mental. And there's loads of people from um, the other podcasts coming over that I can finally say hi to and stuff. So yeah, it's going to be absolutely amazing. The last episode that you did, um, you talked to, forgive me, I can't remember the actor's name. Keith De Winter. Yeah. There we go. But he, he's been quite a lot um, in a quite a lot of the uh, other roles, hasn't he, in the original trilogy? That was amazing listening to him. Oh, you're thinking, oh. Of, you're thinking of Alan Harris, who played Bosk. That's who you're oh, thinking of. Oh, that's now, him, yes. He, he's a character. I, I interviewed him about, oh, wow, six years ago. Um, I did a piece in The Inside. It was the first real big piece. I'd done bits earlier, smaller pieces, but the first real big piece was um, looking back at Empire. So it was, it was speaking to some of the actors and the cast of the crew, just anecdotes, really, you know, their time on set, and just quirky little stories, no real insider information, but just quirky mm. little stories. And I've done it for all six movies so far, and hopefully there'll be a, a Force Awakens one coming. Um, but um, he, well, Jonathan, who, who edits the magazine, uh, was ready to put the, the issue to bed at like five o'clock on a Friday or whatever, and he, mm. he phoned me up, and he doesn't usually phone, he usually emails, he phoned me up and he says, Mark, I, I need... I need some help. I, I, it's kind of come together that this last little bit is like a bounty hunters section of the of the piece. But I need to speak to the guy that played Bosk. There's a guy called Alan Harris. Can you get in touch with him? Long story short, I phoned a friend who gave me Alan's phone number. This is like now it's like quarter past five. So mm. I phone Alan up, say, "Can I speak to you and do a little piece for the magazine?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just having the evening meal or whatever. Phone me back in half an hour. So I phone him back in half an hour. I'm listening to him talk and writing it. I don't do shorthand either. And mm. I write like a doctor, so my writing's terrible. But I'm writing it all down as we're on the phone, because at that point I didn't have, like, we've got Skype set up now so we can record. Yeah. I didn't have that then. So I'm writing it down as we're talking, longhand, and he's pausing, and I'm writing, and he's pausing, and I'm writing. Wrote it down, typed it up, got it back to Jonathan by 6.30. And mm. I think, you know, in Goodfellas, when you're like a made man, I think yeah. that, in a way, that kind of gave me a, a good little hook at the insider because I turned this interview around in like an hour and a half or whatever. So, yeah. um, but he, yeah, he was, wow. I mean, he was a stormtrooper in star Wars. He was the body of Han Solo in carbonite. He was the first guy to wear the Boba Fett armor when they tested the white armor out. You know, mm. it was, a, it was a cloud city guard. So if you think about it, it's a cloud city guard pushing along the, the casket of Han Solo, which he's got his body. It's just mm-hmm. Hamilton Ford's face. That's um, right. You know, I think it was a stormtrooper in Jedi. I think about Bosk again, if I believe correctly. Uh, he was standing for Terence Stamp in Phantom Menace. So, you know, he's just a total ultimate utility. He was standing for 3PO. He wore, yeah. the, he wore the costume, the 3PO That's costume right. as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you look at that, and you think, wow, you know, just very unassuming old fella. You know, he's like 77 now. Mm. You know, just... But, happy to stand there and have a chat and then when you get talking he's like wow you've got some monster history with star wars so but mm. yeah really nice guy 
Yeah, yeah. So was he the guy who played Goss Tours or was that somebody else? The guy that played Goss Tours was a fellow called Keith the Winter. And, and if you listen back to the episode, he was the, I think he was the first person I spoke to from Fan Fun Day. And he was really cool. I mean, I'd never met him. We'd, we'd conversed on Facebook to try and sort out an interview. Mm-hmm. And we'd set a date. So I was going to, like we're doing now, I was going to Skype call him. And then we just got chatting. And I says, oh, uh, uh, I can't do it this weekend. I'm at Burnley to do Fan Fun Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm at Burnley. I was like, why didn't I... Th- I've got the poster on my desktop. Why didn't I tweet yeah, that you were going to be? Yeah. So he says, well, let's just do it there. So so when we got there, we just you know sat down. And, and it was a, it's a good little interview, actually, because, like I say, I never met him. But we, we start talking listened to the interview. It's like we've known each other for years. It was really, yeah. really kind of cool. So yeah, a really nice excellent. guy. Yeah, no, excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, a bit of a fun fact for you as well, if you don't already know. I'm sure you probably do, actually. Um, but Goss Tours, his name, do you know where that came from? I don't. Yeah, the the guy who named him can't remember his name now. Um, it was actually on another podcast that I was listening to tonight, and uh, apparently um, he was thinking that this Goss Tours guy, uh, the alien himself, looked like one of the doozers from uh, Fraggle Rock. All right, yeah. Okay. So then he was thinking about what the doozers actually do and what you know what's actually in Fraggle Rock, and uh, the doozers apparently create those glass towers. Yeah. See the connection? So Goss Tours, Glass okay, Towers. Okay. So that's kind of where the where the name actually came from. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was quite clever. But, um, yeah, all these names for these aliens, absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, excellent. Brilliant. Okay, so um, for those of you who um, who have been listening to this uh, great fun interview we've been having uh, with Mark Newbold, um, do have a little listen and uh, download the latest episode of uh, Radio 1138. Um, Mark, do you want to give uh, some details on how they can get that and where they can get that? Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Yes, we are. We've uh, we've been running the Jedi News Network now since early January. So we're, we're sort of five months in and it's it's building. We're trying to build an audience because obviously we were on Rebel Force Radio before and they've got a great audience. So we, we're still trying to find out our audience out there. But it's going well. Got four shows at the moment. There's uh, Star Wars Collector's Cast, which is hosted by James. There is Take Cover, which is hosted by Brian Cameron, myself and Matt Booker. Uh, me and James do Radio 138 and uh, Teresa Delgado and John and Maria Macias do Galactic Fan. So there are four shows at the moment. Um, you can find us on Skype network at jedinews.co.uk. We're on Libsyn, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Acast. We're on the Star Wars podcast app, which is worth checking out. It's in Google, in the Google Store, and on iTunes. We're on Twitter at Jedi News UK. We use now Jedi News um, Twitter feed. Um, Jedi News on Facebook, Jedi News UK on Instagram, which is really fun because Booker runs that, and it's busy as anything. So yeah, we're everywhere basically. Fantastic. Yeah, all bases covered, eh? <laughs> We're trying. Brilliant. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I mean, hopefully, um, I mean, this is only like my third episode that's gone out. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully, I mean, uh, it will pick up. Thank you very, very much for um, for uh, coming to uh, have a little chat with me tonight. Are you brainless? Yes, it seems so, actually. My first interview, and uh, I can't believe I didn't actually finish it with May the Force Be With You. What a lunatic. Anyway... Time for some gloating. What's that? The 
official Star Wars Helmet Collection. A unique series of one to five scale replica helmets from the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe. Each helmet is faithfully reproduced in stunning detail with its own display case and stand, along with a fascinating magazine exploring each character's story. The Star Wars Helmet Collection is at News Agents now with your first helmet, Darth Vader, for $1.99. Diagostini. Okay, so following on from the trend of uh, my Diagostini uh, reviews every month, uh, this month is no different. So we have issues 10 and 11, and they are the Emperor's Royal Guard and Tusken Raider. So uh, these ones are really nice as well. Uh, obviously the Emperor's uh, Royal Guard is a really kind of simple design, not a lot of colours or, or detail, um, but the shape is there. Um, it looks really nice. Um, yeah, this is 9 99 and inside this one is no different from every other kind of uh, issue as well. So it's got all of these standard uh, data bank, uh, the A to Z on there. Um, and this, uh, this issue 10 is Chewbacca to Cloud City and everything in between apparently. So, uh, so yeah, it's got... Um, well, it's got it here. It's got Chewbacca, obviously, Chief Chirper. Uh, it's got planets as well, um, a planet called Christoph. Christophsis, um, which is quite cool. Um, it's also got the um, middle pages in here is a, is a uh, is like a pullout, so it's like a, a big double or quadruple page here, and it kind of breaks down the different parts of the helmet. And in this case, it's kind of all about looks. It's kind of a blood red, which signifies the Sith, um, which was a nice little secret for uh, Emperor Palpatine, of course. Um, Palpatine, Palpatine. Answers on the postcard um, or at Scavenger UK, uh, tweet me at Palpatine or Palpatine. Okay, so yeah, we've got that middle page there as well, which is quite cool. Uh, gives you a nice little kind of background to who the um, Emperor's Royal Guard are. And then afterwards, there's a little bit about weapons and uniforms. And uh, this issue has about the Imperial dignitaries um, which uh, hovered around um, Palpatine very similar um, in in kind of costume design um, so yeah you can read all of all about them in here and there's also the highlights of the saga as well and in this issue it's the birth of the Empire so um, when Jar Jar Binks gave the um, gave the security uh, or gave the uh, extensive kind of powers to Senator Palpatine uh, and he basically declared it a galactic empire and made himself emperor so yeah all about that in here um, and then issue 11 uh, is the Tusken Raider now this one I thought was a, a kind of cop-out maybe um, it's not really a helmet as such um, well, I suppose it is really. Uh, it's kind of a mask, isn't it? So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll let them off. Um, but yeah, as we go through in this one again, you've got the data bank, um, which this month is from uh, Rush Clovis, uh, Clo to Core in this case. Um, it's got things in there like the Comlinks, uh, the Clone Commander Cody. You've got Coruscant in there as well. Coris Coruscant, Coruscant. Um, answers on a postcard. We're doing a lot of that recently. Uh, Scavenger UK, um, at Scavenger UK that is. Uh, the middle pages on this one. Uh, again, a nice spread uh, of the um, of the actual 
helmet or the mask itself uh, and it does actually give you some details about what the different parts are on the mask because that's always kind of uh, interested me um, wanted to know whether it was kind of an actual face under there or you know who they actually were underneath and uh, this actually all talks about you know pre uh, protective lenses um, bandages to you know stop the uh, the sun hitting their skin uh, you've got breathing filters in there as well for like the dust storms etc um, and there's also things in there about the um, Gaddafi sticks as well and uh, the rifles that they actually use so that's all really kind of interesting stuff if you like your uh, original trilogy um, and then going on in the magazine as well there's also all about the inhabitants of Tatooine so there's a little there about the moisture farmers and Luke Skywalker and um, some of the settlers on there as well of course um, and then you've also got right at the back here you've got about the Jawas and Anakin's tragedy um, so obviously him being the uh, the young boy into slavery and, and it's all about he um, he destroyed all of those Tuscans didn't he in episode 2 so uh, it's talking about all of that basically and then for issue 12 which I will review in the next episode of uh, Scavenger UK podcast uh, is the Imperial Gunner so that one's a, a really nice design it's got that kind of domed um, domed helmet uh, so we'll have a little look at that and uh, more about the actual innards of the magazine itself as well. So do stay tuned for that one as well, please. And now it's time for some magazine reviews. Uh, so this month we have the Star Wars Lego magazine. Um, so I've personally been waiting for this one uh, ever since it was teased last month. Um, because it comes with a miniature Ackley uh, to make. Um, it's actually pretty cute. Um, if you like miniature versions of fearsome spider looking lizard type things. Um, okay so inside the magazine anyway uh, you can win uh, Lego micro fighters uh, there are posters and puzzles there's also two great comics um, one where the original trilogy heroes go into a prequels museum in fact and the other is a Rebels comic quite comical um, for a far more younger age I would say uh, but next month is a Thai bomber which will be on the front so I'm really really excited about that one I do like my uh, Lego Star Wars vehicles especially when they're in that tiny format which is really nice <laughs> So then also we have Star Wars Adventures. Um, so on the front of this one, there is a pumping rocket. So you just like bash it with your fist or your foot and it will fly up. Um, there's also a pack of Force Awakens stickers. And inside the actual magazine, um, it's boasted the 100 best heroes and villains. So it's actually a really good uh, indication of all of the, you know, kind of well-known um characters and some of the non well-known ones as well really uh, there's also a great review of Star Wars games as well um, like on the um, on the uh, the apps and also on uh, consoles um, there's of course puzzles a competition to win a ton of first order base Lego there's also a breakdown of the rebels uh, at-ats um, that's the all-terrain armoured transport 
Uh, there's stickers as well, and this month comic comes from Legends and was written by Martin Fisher, in fact, who is actually the writer of the Rebels comics, um, or, or rather the um, the comics within the Rebels magazine these days. Um, so this one is called Yoda Uncovered, and actually sees Yoda freeing um, some Jawa slaves on Tatooine from Darth Tyrannus's tyranny. Um, next month there's a cool looking cross-bladed lightsaber ball shooter type thing, so um, I'm sure you kids will love that. Both of these magazines are priced at $3.99 each and are also in the shops now, so go ahead and grab them. So it's on to my main segment, which is all about my trip, um, which I took with my family, um, including my two kids and my wife, um, to Euro Disney. Um, so back on the uh, 12th of June, um, I set off to uh, Ebbsfleet in Essex, uh, or is that not Essex? I don't know. Um, into uh, Ebbsfleet, Ebbsfleet anyway, and um, yeah, got the train, got the Eurostar um, from uh, from Ebbsfleet there, and uh, yeah, nipped over to uh, Disneyland Paris. Uh, all the usual sort of fun. We had tons of autographs with all of the uh, Disney characters, and because uh, my uh, three-year-old is uh, absolutely mad on Disney princesses, we uh, uh, visited all of the uh, places where you could get the princess um, autographs and things like that. So, um, so yeah, lots of autographs, lots of pictures, um, about 730 photographs, in fact. So, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, we've uh, put all of those into a nice little album now, which is uh, really nice anyway. So uh, yeah, just a quick kind of um, uh, update and a review of the uh, family times at Disney. The Star Wars uh, side of things. Um, okay, so it was a couple of weeks before, um, well, I say a couple of weeks, it was probably more like a couple of months uh, before we had to uh, leave and set off for Euro Disney. And we were kind of researching all of the uh, rides and how old you need to be and um, all of the restrictions, basically, so we know what we could actually go on while, while we are there. And um, we found out that uh, a few of the rides and attractions were actually closed, unfortunately, uh, for renovation. And one of them I was really, really upset about uh, was uh, Star Tours. So um, they're actually getting the update at the moment. Uh, it's all gated off. Um, actually looks really nice, um, the way that they've actually done it. Uh, they've put up lots of... Uh, frames with the different worlds so you've got like uh, Yavin and Bespin and all of the different uh, planets and stuff so and there's also some uh, photo opportunities they've got some uh, panels on there that look like uh, behind you is C-3PO and R2-D2 so yeah so you can still get some photos I guess um, but yeah the actual ride was closed uh, for renovation so they have the update of all of the different number of worlds so that every time you go on the ride it will be a different time every time hopefully um, another thing that was closed which did um, really upset me a bit as well um, was Star Traders uh, which is obviously where all of the Star Wars gear 
normally is. So um, literally a shop dedicated to Star Wars, I was unable to visit, unfortunately. Um, so my only hope was uh, back in uh, Main Street and the village as well, because they've got a massive, massive, great big um, Disney store in there. So, um, so yeah, we headed over to there. And thank goodness they did actually have the uh, builder lightsaber and also builder droid in there so those were kind of the main two things uh, that I wanted to get so one of my first stops was of course the uh, build your own lightsaber and uh, it was actually on a kind of workbench you pick up uh, the main hilt innards first of all and uh, these have uh, an LED kind of cluster of eight bulbs, uh, which is really, really bright actually. Um, the sound is also very akin to the uh, some of the earlier lightsaber designs, uh, which have the on and off, the humming and the clashing sounds. Um, they don't really have a motion sensor as such. Uh, if they do, it is very, very sensitive. So um, the, the swings are kind of um, every so often, basically. It was a little bit disappointing because uh, there wasn't many options to actually choose from. They had about uh, three different emitters. Um, they had um, a few kind of in-between pieces, only around six uh, to choose from. Uh, there was a couple of um, rings that you could kind of space things out with as well. And again, there was like three emitters. So there wasn't really tons of choice. Um, and it actually turns out that my kids wanted to basically copy what lightsaber I had anyway. So um, we've all got the same emitter and also the pommel so it's just the middle bits that are different but they are really good fun to to play with still anyway um so yeah um and then also the uh, the builder droid uh, so this was actually quite good they had um from around i think it must have been about eight or nine different droid colors uh, that you could choose from and then obviously they had the head the um the body piece you had the two legs the uh, the third leg in the middle um, the third leg in the middle and uh, also uh, a either a hat or some Mickey ears or a top hat or something like that so you can put that on top of their head as well so that's quite amusing um, so yeah I picked up three three of those droids as well uh, oh prices sorry forgot to say um, the builder droid was 1099 uh, which isn't too bad kind of on par with um, kind of on par with England and like the £10 basically um, and then the lightsabers were £29.99 uh, for a single bladed and a £39.99 for a double bladed um, so yeah think of those as you will um, so that's the lightsabers and the builder droids uh, so they were really cool now the only other thing that I wanted to pick up desperately um, from the Disney store uh, because I've heard that you could only get them in the Disney parks um, which is the case and Euro Disney is a Disney park so I thought you know they'd have them there um, this was actually the Happabore um, or Hogsquaddle some of you may know if you listen to other podcasts um, and he's basically the big pig creature um, which appears on Jakku when Finn is gasping for water and he dunks his head into a, um, uh, well, a hapabore trough it seems uh, so it's just a big pool of water and then uh, just next to him was that big pig creature with the massive massive bum um, as he's running away from it as well 
Um, so yeah, I really, really wanted one of those because they're, they're kind of a, a latex kind of material. They're really kind of squishy. Um, uh, apparently they're only about $25 in the US. So um, I wanted to try and pick up one of these, but they didn't have them in Euro Disney. So I was absolutely gutted. Uh, my wife also wanted to pick up something uh, in the Beauty and the Beast range and uh, she couldn't actually pick up what she wanted. Uh, she wanted a uh, Cogsworth um, clock piece thing. Um, so yeah, she wanted one of those but they didn't actually have those uh, because they were out of stock. So they did actually have those but uh, yeah, out of stock on those. Um, but then there was also uh, lots of plush toys as well that, uh, that she wanted, um, like a Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Potts, she was the teapot from Beauty and the Beast. Um, now myself, I kind of wanted to have a little look around at the like plushies and all the figures and all that sort of stuff because I thought they'd have a massive array of all the different waves and um, all that sort of thing. Now I was actually really surprised uh, they had uh, some really cute plushies. They were uh, they did a Donald uh, Donald Duck uh, Stormtrooper. They had a Mickey Mouse Jedi. A Minnie Mouse layer and they also had a stitch um, Yoda so um, stitch is actually in green and he's got a green lightsaber and he's dressed up like Yoda I actually purchased one of those because they are really really cute and um, cute and fun um, so yeah I really liked that there was also um, a few other things that I hadn't seen in the UK but most of the most of the things were already like from stock in the UK um, so I was a bit I was a bit annoyed at that um, there was a Rebels box set which was like small um, mini statuettes of all of the Rebels crew um, and they also had some uh, quite nice generic uh, Jedi lightsabers as well um, you know in Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, where Obi-Wan Kenobi is looking for that rogue planet, Kamino. Yeah, so he walks in on Yoda and uh, all of the apprentices, and they're actually using the same kind of lightsaber. Now, uh, you can actually get this generic Jedi lightsaber uh, from uh, Euro Disney in lots of different colours. So they've got them in purple, red, green, blue. Um, so, yeah, all of those. And those ones are quite cheap. They're only fourteen ninety nine. Uh, euros of course um, so I didn't actually pick up one of those which for me being a lightsaber fan is a little bit strange um, I really should have done and uh, I do kind of regret it so the next time I go I will be getting one um, okay what else can I say about the Euro Disney stores um, that's right I said about wave uh, the waves of figures uh, which I thought I'd see there now there were lots of um, figures there uh, all from practically wave one and maybe a few from wave two uh, of the rebels um, of the rebels collection so you had things like uh, sorry you had the little guys like uh, inquisitor there was lots of choppers over there so anyone who uh, is looking to buy chopper um, get over to euro disney because there's tons of them there um, I didn't actually pick up any of these because I've got a couple myself, um, so I didn't really need any. Um, but yeah, do um, do pop over to uh, Euro Disney. The stay will only cost you about seven hundred pounds for you know a couple of days. So um, I'm I'm joking, of course. Uh, if you've got that sort of money to to blow away, then uh, please send me some. 
Um, so another thing I should mention as well is um, my son, on one of the first days we lined up for about an hour, bless him, he's only seven, um, so we lined up for Jedi training. Now this was actually really, really cool. Um, so we lined up for about an hour um, in the morning and you book up a slot uh, to come back later and appear in basically a show. So you go uh, behind the stage first of all and you get some Jedi training um, by some Jedi Masters. Um, they use the uh, Ultimate FX Yoda lightsabers. Um, they did look really knackered actually, like they've been uh, hit around quite a few times. Obviously they just reuse them all the time. Um, but yeah, the Ultimate Effects Yoda lightsabers, uh, they're really good anyway. I've reviewed them in the past. Uh, they light up. Uh, they've got a static blade so they don't extend or anything like that. Um, but they're really, really nice. They've got some great sounds on there. I haven't actually got a Yoda one, which is uh, not like me, so I'll have to pick one of those up. Um, but yeah, uh, so you, they got given um, the Yoda effects lightsabers to use and uh, they had to give them back afterwards unfortunately. Uh, they also got dressed up in some Jedi robes uh, which are on sale in the uh, in the park as well for 50 euros um, which is quite a bit steep really for a, for a kid's costume I think um, but anyway they got to wear these uh, Jedi costumes they really look the part as well. Uh, so they learn a few moves, uh, a few kind of strikes and uh, defensive uh, manoeuvres and um, yeah and then they basically go out onto the stage and uh, they have a little kind of fun time on there and basically the show goes um, that uh, they're kind of training for starters and uh, they get told you know what to do and uh, how to actually do those moves again so that the audience can actually see um, probably an audience of about mm, 400 people um, so quite scary for the kids as it is really um, but they they had an awesome time so yeah they got to do these maneuvers uh, first of all and all of a sudden there's kind of a tremor in the force um, but not before they did uh, some uh, force abilities on R2-D2 they lifted him up off the floor so that was really cool first um, but yeah as I said um, there's then a tremor in the force and all the lights go dark and there's steam that comes out everywhere and all of a sudden the doors open at the back and who walks through? Stormtroopers and followed shortly after by Darth Vader himself. Yeah, anyway. Um, so Darth Vader comes in, basically challenges all of the Padawans to a um, to a fight and each Padawan in turn goes up and fights Darth Vader so 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 scary for a little seven-year-old boy um, I mean if I was up on that stage I would absolutely pee my pants um, but my son did really really well we filmed the entire thing um, on my phone it, it looks amazing um, but yeah Darth Vader literally comes stomping up to you he does some uh, does some moves and you're expected to kind of uh, block them using the maneuvers that you've already just learned and uh, yeah getting encouragement from the uh, from the masters as well and then once all of that's done you use the force to kind of push away Darth Vader and um, get him back to where he actually came from through those doors um, all of the acting is really really good um, there's lots of um, lots of dialogue from the Jedi masters um, all of Darth Vader's uh, is kind of obviously pre-recorded and um, yeah he basically says lots of different um, uh, 
sayings from the films. Um, so I have you now and all that sort of stuff. So it's really, really cool. Um, what else can I say about the show? Um, a, a tear was in my eye um, after the, it was all finished. The uh, Jedi Master was spouting some kind of, you know, look after your Padawans as they're released into the galaxy and all this sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I was a bit teary at the end of it. Uh, really, really proud of my son. Um, really good time. And he got a certificate as well, which was cool. Um, I did ask if we could keep the lightsaber, but no, they said no. Yeah, so that was a really, really awesome time as well. Just another thing as well with reference to the uh, Jedi training. Um, I was a bit unfortunate that you weren't able to meet and greet with the uh, with the Masters uh, or Darth Vader or the Stormtroopers. It would have been good if we actually got to meet them just after the show. Um, like for autographs or picture photo, photo ops and that sort of stuff. Um, that would have been a really nice touch at the end. Um, but yeah, unfortunately that, that didn't happen. Also, um, one of the things to bring up as well is uh, the, the food places. Um, in the Hyperion, uh, we had uh, some Jedi burgers and uh, one of the burgers had uh, this kind of print which just said Jedi on it with the uh, with a lightsaber on it. I'll also uh, post this on social media uh, on at Scavenger UK. And a black Darth Vader burger as well, or a dark Vader or whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, it was a black burger. Um, my son initially wanted it because he loves Darth Vader, but he was actually a bit put off by the colour. So I nabbed that and he had the uh, Jedi one instead. Um, but they were still really tasty. So yeah, anyway, uh, Euro Disney, really, really good time. Um, absolutely all for the kids. Um, there was lots of characters about. Um, the dinners were amazing as well. The food is really good. Um, at the dinners as well, you've got the characters walking around all the time. So lots of photograph opportunities there as well. Um, we actually had a, a photo pass, which you pay something like um, £30 for uh, when you actually book up um, for the actual travel um, via the website and uh, they, they sell it for about 55 euros there so you're actually getting a really good deal if you uh, pre-purchase it um, but this basically allows you to have uh, the Disney photographers take photos of you and the characters and they don't charge you basically it all goes onto an app and you can then merrily go onto your computer when you get home download everything uh, onto your computer and you can get as many kind of prints as, as you like basically um, while you're actually at the park as well there is the opportunity to buy the actual frames as separate as well so you can do that when you get back home but as I said really really nice time I can't fault them for um, well, customer service I can kind of fault them for sometimes in some of the restaurants um, they can be a bit of a, a bit moody um, but they're, they're really happy most of the time anyway and all of the uh, people walking around are really helpful um, they're really kind of uh, if you want a photo with someone they'll they'll stop they'll uh, they'll let you have your photo and then you know they'll get on to where they're supposed to be going but they're really really nice it's really really good um, really good fun business is a business huh? <laughs> Well, just a few kind of updates on the old sales and discounts. Um, Tesco's are still doing some of the earlier waves of Force Awakens figures for £7.50 and also have currently reduced their Lego Builder figures and these are £12 in some cases. I really like the look of the First Order Stormtrooper. If anyone has taken our pal 
Candice Payne's bait and now wants a Chewbacca mask. You can also get these on Amazon for £20 at the moment. Otherwise, uh, these are also on offer, I say in speech marks, uh, at Tesco for £29. Hashtag cashing in. Anything else? Indeed, indeed. There is always something else. Um, so, <laughs> who smells? Um, yeah, hands up. Excellent. Good, good. Um, who wants some Jedi perfume? Yeah, hands are still up. Excellent. Good, good. Sith perfume. Yeah, yeah, got you covered as well. And uh, Princess Amidala. Yeah. Ah, you princess in the corner. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, you can now get... Jedi perfume, Sith perfume, and also um, Amidala perfume as well. Um, these actually come in really cool um, bottles, actually. The Jedi and Sith uh, bottles look just like a kind of lightsaber, um, which you uh, twist, and it exposes the, um, the spraying nozzle. Um, so that's pretty cool. And also the Amidala one um, is gold. So the whole lot is gold. The Jedi perfume itself is blue and the Sith perfume is of course black and red. Um, so yeah, those look really nice. Um, don't know what they smell like. The reviews are actually quite good. Uh, but you can get them on Amazon.co.uk for £14. So uh, do have a little look on there if you've got couple of quid to spare then uh, yeah grab one might as well uh, might be good for the odd you know date out uh, with your uh, lady friend um, also app wise um, the we all know that obviously the Star Wars Celebration app is now available so um, get on and uh, download that but there is an awesome new game which I'm not sure is licensed by uh, Lucasfilm or Disney or Star Wars or anyone but um, I've been advised it is kosher anyway um, anyway it is an iOS enabled Sabacc game uh, that's S-A-B-A-C-C and at last we can play the single player or multiplayer online um, game on our mobile phones and this is obviously uh, Sabak is obviously the card game which uh, Han Solo managed to win the Millennium Falcon from Lando Calrissian so yeah this is actually really good it's like a, um, a version of poker and uh, yeah, it goes around the table. There's kind of a, a river in the middle as well. Uh, you get to uh, call and um, deal, and yeah, it's a bit like blackjack as well, kind of amalgamating the whole lot. You have to get to 23 or minus 23, um, and it's actually really good fun. It's really easy to play as well, um, and it looks really nice. Uh, there's not a lot of like options that you can do with it, um, but it kind of gets you into the game anyway. Um, nice little introduction to it. So yeah, it is free as well. So uh, download it now. Uh, let me know if you've um, if you've got any questions. And that's it for the any, anything else uh, this month. Oh, so the so the uh, what was it? Ah, I was going to say now. Um, it's a shame because. 
Just before we go as well, a quick mention just goes out to Colin who confirmed the name of the elusive blue-handled lightsaber which I mentioned in my last episode. It was apparently a bootleg created by a company called Sunbeam Toys. Unfortunately a Google search actually presented nothing regards to this company so I've had to leave it just there unfortunately. But again Colin thanks very much for the reply and the information. We have run out of time again, I'm afraid. Um, it's great how this is actually still going after four months. So thanks very much again for your letters and kind words. Uh, do keep sending them in with your thoughts on the show as well as other things that I may be able to do. I'm always happy to listen and take these on board. Don't forget about the competition. Uh, so pop along to my Twitter, which is at scavengeruk, and uh, enter the competition by uh, sharing the show link on that Twitter or from that Twitter account. Thanks again to the Galaxy of Toys Network for putting up with me. I mean, putting me up. Uh, check out Toy Run and the other great shows at www galaxyoftoys.podbean.com I will be back next month with Star Wars Hero Mashers and actually a really nice review of the Star Wars Celebration Europe. Also remember you can email me at daswellycool at gmail.com That's daswellycool at gmail.com Speak to you soon. Until next time, may the force be with you. Laters.